The Deceptive Currency of Love, Transactional Relationships Explored. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Information for Life, Ideas and Insights to Navigate Your World. I'm your host, Daniel Boyd. Today's exploration is one of a personal nature, sparked by a curious encounter with an ex-partner. This story isn't merely one of lost love, it's a narrative that gives us the opportunity to look closely at how we define love, its nuances, and the reality that some of us might not fully grasp its complexities. The premise is this. I was with someone who I believed at the time loved me in the same way and as much as I loved her. Our connection felt uncanny and real, but then an event occurred, a situation that cast a light on a glaring disparity in our love for each other. I inadvertently embarrassed her in front of her friends with a simple, benign act. It was an innocent mistake, yet it had profound repercussions. It's as if this small event triggered a switch in her mind, a shutdown sequence for the feelings I thought she had for me. What I thought was a benign act played in her mind as the beginnings of a problem. From then on, I was discarded, a stark contrast to the affection that had been seemingly there before. I was left with confusion, questions, and finally an understanding that perhaps her love for me was tied more to the feelings I evoked in her rather than for who I was as a person. That realization, while it stung at the time, also illuminated a facet of love that can often be overlooked. The distinction between loving someone for the emotions they generate in us and for what they can do for us versus loving them for their inherent individuality. Coming at this from a strictly scientific approach based in biology and evolution can admittedly feel jarring. It seems that she, and even her friends, found it challenging to navigate the subtleties of this perspective. But I believe it's crucial that we tackle these hard and uncomfortable topics, these complex realities. After all, our goal here on Information for Life is to offer insight, to share knowledge, and elucidate the complexities of our world in a way that is both easily understood and accessible. It is vital to remember that when we recognize and discuss common patterns of behavior, particularly within a specific demographic. We do so not out of contempt or prejudice, but as a form of constructive criticism aimed at achieving understanding and fostering growth. Such dialogue is far from misogynistic, which is characterized by an ingrained prejudice against or contempt for women and girls. The purpose of highlighting certain behaviors is not to berate or belittle, but rather to engage in an open discourse about these actions, their origins, and their implications with the hope of affecting change if necessary. When this objective is misinterpreted as misogyny, it can point towards a reluctance or resistance to engage in challenging conversations. If an individual hastily labels this discussion as misogynistic, it may be indicative of a larger pattern of avoidance or dismissiveness. Such a response hinders the process of understanding and contributes to perpetuating ignorance. Thus, it is crucial to differentiate between a critical analysis of behavioral patterns and actual misogyny. The former seeks to illuminate, discuss, and potentially rectify, as we are doing here, while the latter aims to degrade and demean. So with this personal experience as a catalyst, let's continue to explore deeper into this thing we call love, the expectations within relationships, and the delicate dance between loving someone for who they are versus how they make us feel or what they can do for us. More specifically, we're focusing on the term love as it manifests in male-female relationships. The omnipresent word love can often be misused and overutilized, potentially veiling a transactional nature beneath a veer of sentiment and affection. To draw upon a comparison, 
Relationships often parallel the exchanges we see in business transactions. Each party, consciously or subconsciously, seeks something to gain, just as traders or business partners would. If one party perceives that they aren't receiving anything of value from the exchange, their participation in the relationship dwindles. Men can be led to believe they're being rewarded with emotional value through women's demonstrations of affection and declarations of love, yet these can sometimes be misleading. Love, attraction, and the choice of a partner do not exist in a vacuum. They are shaped, influenced, and in some cases dictated by both biological factors and societal norms. It is indeed rare to find women attracted to men who cannot offer stability, whether that be emotional, financial, or physical. Therefore, a woman's declaration of love for a man often correlates with the attributes he brings to the table. These could be financial resources, a stable home, physical attraction, or emotional and spiritual support. Essentially, there exists a laundry list of expectations that a man must meet for a woman to express her love. A man lacking in any of these attributes might find it more challenging to have a woman genuinely declare her love for him. These so-called prerequisites reveal that declarations of love can be conditional, tied to the perceived benefits that a woman sees in a man. Bus, DM, 2008. When it comes to relationships, age and context can often complicate these declarations further. Young couples, especially those in their early 20s, may use the phrase, I love you, without fully grasping the depth and commitment it entails. They hurl these three worlds around, perhaps like a discus in an athletic event, powerful, fast, and free, their velocity often exceeding the understanding of their consequences. Ellie, RJ, Abara, H, and Kolb, DM, 2011. Circumstances of meeting and shared spaces can greatly influence the choice of our partners. For instance, many school or college relationships are formed not out of some cosmic connection, but shared classes, shared interests, and perhaps shared free time. Thus, Declarations of love may often be more a reflection of circumstances and timing than genuine profound emotion. Ellis L. 2011 Our personal growth and the circumstances of our lives greatly shape the narrative of love and relationships. A man at 26 would be in a significantly different life situation compared to his 18-year-old self. This change would inherently influence how potential partners perceive him. An 18-year-old homeless man might struggle to gain the affections of a woman, but fast forward eight years, and the now self-sufficient man would likely elicit vastly different responses. Grossman I, Gerlich TM, and Dennison JJ, 2014. Hence, we must tread with caution when hearing the words, I love you. Understand the layers that lie beneath. Distinguish lust from love. Separate biological urges from genuine love. Identify the difference between the natural laws of procreation and love. Love, in its purest form, is a multi-dimensional emotion. It is not merely a sentiment, but a transaction involving elements of reciprocation, shared benefits, and personal growth. Carter, C.S., 1998. When we talk about transactional relationships, it might give off a cold, calculated impression. But this doesn't necessarily imply deceit or manipulation. It's part of our natural instinct, rooted deep within our evolutionary biology. It's the simple concept of give and take. Yet this exchange isn't always in material terms. Emotional support, companionship, shared experiences, these are also aspects of what we bring into a relationship. Fletcher, G.J., Simpson, J.A., and Thomas G., 2000. 
Take a closer look at the dating scene. It becomes more apparent how these transactions occur. Men and women are drawn to certain characteristics in each other. For men, physical attractiveness and youth are often sought after, primarily driven by the biological imperative for healthy offspring. For women, resources and the potential for provision are attractive, stemming from the need to ensure their offspring's survival. Boss D.M. and Schmidt, D.P., 1993. It's important to mention that these biological drivers are general trends seen across human behavior, not rigid laws. They don't define every individual's choice or preferences, nor do they account for the complexity and diversity of human relationships. But they do provide a basis to understand why certain patterns emerge in the dating scene. Wood, W. and Eagley, A.H., 2002. Turning our focus to the use of I love you, we need to ponder the weight these words carry. Are they an accurate representation of our feelings, or a tool to secure commitment? The context often dictates their meaning. For instance, when used early in a relationship, it might signal a rush for emotional intimacy. However, when used sparingly, it may suggest a cautious approach to emotional vulnerability. Harrison, M.A., and Shortall, J.C., 2011. It's also worth considering the societal and cultural norms that surround us. How these norms influence our understanding of love, our expectations in relationships, and the value we put on certain traits such as financial stability or physical attractiveness. For example, in societies where financial independence is highly valued, financial stability in a partner may be an attractive trait. In contrast, in societies where family or community support is strong, financial stability may not be as highly prioritized. Shim S., Barbara B. L., Card N. A., Xiao J. J., and Cirado J., 2010. Remember the multifaceted nature of love. While it may have transactional aspects, it's also about growth, understanding, and emotional connection. It's about navigating the complexities of human emotion and interaction. This discussion should not discourage us, but should provide a perspective that enables us to approach relationships with a more informed mindset. Now, let's explore the evolutionary and biological factors that might drive some women to love a man primarily for what he can provide or how he makes her feel, and why such an approach might have potential negative impacts on the woman in the long run. Evolutionary biology posits that individuals are inclined to behaviors that enhance their survival and reproduction. This perspective has been used to explain patterns of human mate selection, Bus 2016. Women, historically dependent on men for protection and provision due to the vulnerabilities associated with pregnancy and child rearing, might be more likely to value resources and stability when selecting a mate. You don't have to look far to see this pattern in our society. Meanwhile, on the biological front, oxytocin, often referred to as the love hormone, plays a critical role in bonding and social connections, Cotter, 2014. This hormone is released during positive social interactions and physical touch, which may encourage women to seek out relationships that offer emotional satisfaction and make them feel good. Now, why might this approach have potential downsides in the long run? Firstly, it could lead to an over-reliance on the partner, creating an imbalance in the relationship dynamic. This can be disempowering and potentially lead to decreased self-confidence and self-efficacy. Slaughter and Finkel, 2009. Secondly, if a woman primarily values a man for his provision or how he makes her feel, she might overlook other crucial aspects of compatibility such as shared values, mutual respect, and emotional maturity. Ignoring these factors could lead to long-term dissatisfaction or conflict in the relationship. Le, Dove, Agnew, Korn, and Mutso, 2010. 
Lastly, such an approach might also hinder personal growth and autonomy. To thrive, individuals need to develop their own interests, pursue personal goals, and maintain social connections outside the romantic relationships. Neff and Harder, 2002. Understanding these dynamics requires both empathy and critical thinking. It's important to note that these patterns are not inherent or deterministic. They can be influenced by societal norms, personal growth, and conscious choices. Recognizing this can empower us to navigate our relationships more intentionally and healthily. Questions. Why do many men feel that they are loved more for what they can provide or how they make their partner feel rather than for who they are as individuals? What are the societal patterns that contribute to this perception? Our society is deeply embedded with certain traditional norms and expectations. Men, for instance, are often expected to be the providers, not just financially, but emotionally as well. Katzwise, Pries and Hyde, 2012. The societal notion of masculinity emphasizes characteristics like strength, resilience, and the ability to provide security and comfort. These expectations lead to a perception that their value in a relationship is tied to their ability to fulfill these roles. In addition, the media often portrays love and relationships in a certain way that contributes to these perceptions. Men are often depicted as the heroes who sweep women off their feet, provide for them, and make them feel cherished and loved. This portrayal reinforces the idea that men are loved for what they can do for their partners rather than for who they are. Egermont, Bielens, and Van den Vulk, 2005. Furthermore, patterns in dating and relationships can reinforce this belief. For instance, the act of men traditionally paying for dates or buying gifts perpetuates the idea that they are valued for what they can provide. It's also common in many relationships for the man to be expected to make grand gestures to prove their love. Eaton and Rose, 2011. Lastly, it's worth noting that these feelings can also stem from personal insecurities. If a man doesn't feel inherently worthy of love, he might believe that he's only loved for what he can offer or how he can make someone feel. Orth, Robbins, and Wittemann, 2012. Of course, these are broad generalizations and won't apply to every man or every relationship, but they do provide insight into why some men feel this way. It's crucial to challenge these societal norms and expectations and to recognize and value individuals for their inherent worth, not just what they can provide in a relationship. Remember, just because a man doesn't want to admit he feels a certain way out of a fear of being ostracized or losing his partner doesn't mean he doesn't feel it. Let's take this conversation a step further, answering a question that might be on many minds. How can a man tell if a woman loves him for who he truly is, as opposed to what he can provide for her or how he makes her feel? This, like many questions about human emotions and relationships, doesn't have a straightforward answer. Love, as we've discussed, is multifaceted, complex, and individual. However, there are some pointers that can provide some clarity. Firstly, it's important to remember that love isn't just about feeling good all the time. It's about a deeper emotional connection that persists through both the highs and the lows. It's about accepting someone flaws and all. If a woman loves a man just for the good feelings he can provide, she will be less willing to stick around during the tougher times, another pattern we don't have to look far to see play out. When things get difficult, does she stand by him, showing patience and understanding? Or does she seem more distant, less invested? Stanley, S.M., Rhodes, G.K., 
and Witten SW 2010. Secondly, we must consider the aspect of empathy. Is she genuinely interested in understanding his thoughts, feelings, and experiences? Or is the focus primarily on her own feelings and needs? Empathy is a significant marker of a deep, genuine love where one's happiness is intertwined with the others. Rupal E. K., Karan M. A., and Smith A., 2012. Now, it's important to remember that humans are complex creatures with multiple needs and desires. Wanting to feel good in a relationship or valuing what a partner can provide isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, these factors can contribute to the health and longevity of a relationship. The problem arises when these become the sole basis for love, overshadowing the individual's personal qualities and essence. Clark, M.S., and Mills, J., 2011. In such situations, the man might feel that he is valued more for his achievements or his ability to provide certain experiences rather than for who he is as a person. He might feel like he's walking a tightrope, where any misstep that affects his ability to provide could potentially disrupt the relationship. Such a situation can lead to stress and dissatisfaction, as it can be tiring to feel like one's worth in a relationship is tied to external factors rather than internal qualities. Impet E.A., Gordon A.M., and Strachman A., 2008. The takeaway here is awareness and communication. Recognize the signs and communicate openly about the concerns. True love embraces the person as a whole, their strengths and weaknesses, their successes and failures. It's important to feel loved for who we are and not just for what we can provide or how we make someone feel. Remember, a fulfilling relationship is a two-way street filled with mutual respect, understanding, and appreciation. Question. How can we know for certain that a woman the man is currently with only loves that man for what he can provide or how he makes her feel? What are the patterns and signs to look for? It is important to preface this discussion by acknowledging that love and relationships are complex, multifaceted, and deeply personal. No one pattern or sign can definitively determine someone's motivations or feelings, which is why open communication is so important. However, based on research in psychology and relationship dynamics, there are certain patterns that might suggest a love that is more transactional in nature. Firstly, Observe the balance of giving and receiving in the relationship. A healthy relationship is one where both parties contribute and benefit equally, albeit in their unique ways. Joel, Gordon, Impet, McDonald, and Keltner, 2013. If you notice that one person is continually providing, offering emotional support, financial resources, or satisfying other needs without substantial reciprocation, it might suggest that the relationship is more about what's being provided than love for the person themselves. I've unfortunately had some experience with this. Secondly, notice how your partner reacts during times of hardship or conflict. If a woman's primary interest lies in what a man can provide, her commitment will fluctuate during challenging times, especially if those difficulties affect what the man can offer. Joe McDonald and Paige Gould, 2018. Another telling sign could be the nature of conversations. Does the woman express a genuine interest in the man's life, feelings, thoughts, and experiences? Or are the conversations mostly about her needs and how the man can meet them? High-quality interactions that delve into each other's lives 
are a critical component of any intimate relationship. Reese, Maniashi, Capriariello, Eastwick, and Finkel, 2011. Lastly, how does the woman react to changes in the man's situation, such as a job loss or a health crisis? If her affection or commitment falters because the man can no longer provide in the same manner, it signifies that the relationship was indeed more transactional. It's crucial, though, to approach this with empathy and understanding. We are all shaped by societal influences and personal experiences, which can impact our approaches to love and relationships. Open communication, mutual respect, and emotional intelligence are key to navigating these complexities. We've got a lot to reflect upon after this episode, and I hope it brings new perspectives on love and relationships to your life. Thank you for joining us today on Information for Life. We look forward to discussing more insights and ideas to navigate your world in the next episode.